Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Welcome back to your fantasy hangover. Uh, we're we've we've made it. We did it. Uh, back from the brink. Uh, you thought we were dead. It's not true. We were just we were just so we had that we had that wicked Super Bowl hangover. Because um, uh, we did record one since the Super Bowl, but ah uh, man, I just I was still hungover. We took the entire month of February off. Yeah, we did. Huh. Yeah, February. Oh uh, no, we did one. We did one in February. Oh, you guys did one. Oh yeah, you took the entire month. Of February I took the off. entire you, month of February off. You, uh, you chump. Uh, so, uh, this episode, you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear Carl. Hi. Uh, you're gonna hear me. Hi. Uh, and then phoning in, uh, in more ways than one, we got Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean by more ways than one, but yes, I am here as well. <laughs> And and absolutely phoning it in, we got Chris because he's not here. But you know who is not here, and that's Fergie doing the national anthem. Oh my god! Oh jeez! If you haven't seen it, uh, Fergie Don't. doing the NBA All Star Game national anthem. Let's just say she puts her own spin on it, and by her own spin on it, I mean she she made it the best. She made it the best around. Ain't nobody ever going to bring her down. Uh, by the fact that that players and celebrities were literally laughing during it shows how good that that actually was. So, special edition, read all about it. Beep, 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 hot to your wires. The combine just happened. Now, if if the uh if the Super Bowl let's just say the Super Bowl is is uh, is Christmas. No, the Super Bowl's New Year's cuz we're going to go non-denomination here. Super Bowl's New Year's and and then the NFL draft is is the 4th of July. Uh, the combine is like St. Patrick's Day, because not everybody celebrates it, but the people that do, they go all out. I was wondering how you were going to get there, and you did it, and I'm proud of you. Thank you, thank you. So I was uh, very confused as well. So, so the combine just happened. It just finished yesterday. Um, a little bit behind the curtain, it's Twes die. Uh, so combine finished yesterday with with some uh, some cornerbacks and some safeties. safeties. Yeah. Um, oh man, did you get the kicker numbers? Son of a! Oh god, it's just we're wrecked. We've wrecked it. Wait, kickers get invited to the combine? Oh yeah, the entire first day's just kickers. It's the best day of television in the world. It's great. That's why they show all the interviews for the running backs. So uh, today's episode is devoted to the that that wonderful wonderful long weekend called the combine. Uh, but just like we do every week when we're here, uh, we're starting with some quick outs. And believe you me, they will not be quick. <clears throat> All right, so let's start off. We had a, a trade in the past couple weeks. Past week? Uh, past week. This, this trade was a couple days ago. Yeah. So uh, Robert Quinn got traded from the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim to the Miami Dolphins. Of Anaheim. Uh, of Anaheim. Uh, the Rams acquired a fourth-round pick. Uh, while the Dolphins, well, they acquired Robert Quinn, but then they both swapped sixth rounders. Which uh, is funny because in another trade that happened recently, that's not on here. Uh, the oh, who did the who did the Rams trade to? 
um, cornerback. Yeah, they traded a corner. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Zach, help us out. What was the other trade that the Rams made in the, in the last week and a half? I don't... Oh, uh, Marcus Peters. They traded for Marcus Peters. Yeah, they traded for Marcus Peters. That's what it was. It was for corner. Um, And the funny part about that trade is that the Chiefs were asking for Robert Quinn. They wanted Robert Quinn, and the Rams said no. Um, So I think that the Rams are trying to acquire more picks Mm -hmm. in general form. Although, I mean, I feel like they could have given less to the... To the Chiefs, then, if they put Robert Quinn in there, but but it's just kind of odd. And uh, two other teams apparently were inquiring about Quinn. Interesting, um, because he's hot commodity. I mean, he plays well when he's on the. He had nine sacks last year. I mean, not not up to his Pro Bowl level that he had a couple years ago, but I mean, that's still pretty solid. I'd take that. I would happily take that on my defensive line. All right, yeah. let's uh, let's let's snippy snap these quick outs. All right, so oh, I see what you're doing. Uh, so we had some. Players get cut, and some players and people close to our heart retire. Um, first off, I'm just going <laughs> to rattle down the list that I've got. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Um, Chris Ivory was cut from the New York Jets. <laughs> we, or, Sorry, I'm, I'm, reading his, I'm reading his stats. We, oh. we, <laughs> We will get to more so, news yeah, on Chris okay, Ivory later. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop laughing at things later. Uh, Matt Forte retired. Uh, he finished his career. With- uh, Chris Ivory was cut, and he was also he is going to be signed. Yes, we will get to that. He signed a, a he signed a oh, two-year oh, deal today. That is that is possible. That is later. Apparently, Spo- I am I'm jumping ahead. Spoiler alert! I, I I wrote these all out for the first time ever. Yeah, I could see that. He he's even got a the word program here. Yeah, I should have sent an email to to Zach. Yeah, my bad. Um, so Matt Forte retired. Uh, he finished his career with nine thousand seven hundred ninety-six yards rushing, with fifty-four TDs. Uh, he also had uh forty-six hundred yards receiving with twenty-one TDs. On 554 receptions. Not the best career, but still a very good career. Solid, solid career. Don't forget about the fact, too, that he also holds the single season reception record by a running back. I did not know that. That's... Yeah, he said it a couple years ago with with 103. Yeah, it was over 100. He was the only running back to ever have over 100 catches? Uh, No, I believe LT had 100 catches as well. Okay, but... uh, I would say not a Hall of Fame career. No, I, but close. He's going to be in the conversation when when they start putting out ballots. Like he'll he might make a finalist or semifinalist, but I don't see him getting I, in. Yeah, I don't. I don't see his bus getting put into Canton. But um, nonetheless, kind of a um, a uh, sleeper for the fantasy football Hall of Fame. I yeah, mean, the dude, I would say so. Dude was a top ten pick for a number of years. So rest in peace, career. Uh, oh, that means Kirk can't take him in our league next year. Oh no, I can't. I'm not sure if I'm sad about that or thankful for that. So moving on down the list. Speaking of rest in peace careers, uh, Alden Smith got cut. Yeah, it's like I barely ever got to see him play. It's almost like he was a complete idiot who always messed up his his life. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like that. Oh, almost. Um, Zach, since uh, he was kind of near and dear to your teams that team that you love. Uh, do you have anything on Alden Smith? Any uh, last words for him? Once again, PG. another career derailed by being stupid. He was young when he was drafted. He was a great player in the first couple of years, but mm-hmm. you just he couldn't keep his head on straight, and he derailed his he derailed himself. A, an abusive man, and it show it. You know, he he had some demons that he couldn't exercise. Mm-hmm. 
All right, moving down the list, uh, Antonio Cromartie announced that he is also retiring. He's going full-time to his TV show in USA? Yes. Um, he finished- Along with his 15 children? <laughs> I was about to say, I, I wish that was part of the stats here. Right. I, I thought about it, but I didn't. Um, I only put down that he had 31 interceptions, uh, 10 in 2007 with San Diego, which is almost as many kids as he has. Um, he had 11 years with four teams, which the Jets, the Chargers, I forgot he was with the Cardinals. Yeah, it, didn't he, did he start with the Cardinals? I think he started with the Cardinals. I think he started with the Cards. Um, and then the Colts. Um, I know he started with the Cards, because I remember it was him and, uh, Honey Dominique Rogers Camardi. Oh, that's right, that's right. It was the Camardis. Uh, Alright, um... Moving on down, Jonathan Stewart was cut from the Carolina Panthers. Jay Stu, cut from the team. Bye. Hello, McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah it's, he's, they're going all in with McCaffrey, although I, I do think that they try to get a bruiser back. There's not a lot of good bruiser backs available in the draft. No. I, not that I've seen. Not, not None of those power guys that, that I think is... is I, I think Where they're going to draft a running back, it's not, not, not where they're going to be drafting. Um, if I were to be a betting man, I would say... Bo might know. Bo Scarborough, I think. Oh, be. yeah, that's true. I think he might be a good option for Carolina there. Yeah. Um, but that's that's me. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, moving on down, Muhammad Wilkerson was cut after terrible life decisions with the Jets. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Albert Ainsworth him. Hey. He, he did. I was about to say, he, yeah, he 100%. He played his, he, he played his butt off for... For a year to get a giant contract, and then he said, ah, "I guess I can earn my butt back." Yeah, he's like, hey, "I'm going to just sit this down." Uh, and then now let's skip one and then go back to that one because right. I know it's the nearest to you. You're right. Um, and then outside of the realm of football players, but football personnel, um, Jeff Triplett, uh, longtime referee, retired. Uh, he's probably best known for hitting. Uh, Cleveland Browns offensive lineman Orlando Brown with a penalty flag in 1999, temporarily blinding him. Um, he's been uh, <laughs> an NFL referee for you know 20 plus years. He um, was also he he refed his first playoff game this year, uh, much to the chagrin of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, because he was terrible and he made some really bad calls. Yeah, but you know what? He got there. He did it. Sure. And then the one that is near and dear to me. Ed Hockley, a.k.a. Hercules, also announced his retirement. Um, he's been a uh, NFL referee since 1992. He uh, was the referee in Super Bowls uh, 32 and 38. Uh, and he has one of my favorite lines I've ever heard anyone ever say. And it was just straight up, there was no foul on the play. It was not a hold. The defender was just overpowered. It's beautiful. Just the most shade you can throw at someone with like unintentionally <laughs> or intentionally it's so good i love it and you will be missed hercules you will be missed you will be missed but your son will take your place i'm sure his son Carl, we just his got late about. breaking minnesota news if you want to check your phone late breaking minnesota news uh, oh i'm in the middle of a phone call so i haven't gotten that Apparently, well, it, it wasn't you. Apparently, Kirk Cousins is now being followed by Kyle Rudolph, and I believe it's Stephon Diggs. Yep, Diggs and Rudolph on Twitter just followed him. That's and not all really. the speculation in the air right now is that it's down to Minnesota or the Jets. And the other thing I've heard is, and this was before they said it was down to the two, is that the people in the Jets office believe that he's going to Minnesota. There's so much speculation. Yeah, I, it's a lot of speculation at this point. There's not really. 
That's that's not really breaking news. That could be them trying to recruit him too. It's true. Dropping some messages in his DMs. Yep. <laughs> Sending him those DMs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You right. signed up a Snapchat, baby. Alright, so uh we'll just move on a little bit more. Um some tags were popped this past week, uh, along with my peas apparently. I'm gonna pop some peas. Alright, the uh Rams surprisingly, I will say surprisingly. Franchise tagged LaMarcus Joyner and not Sammy Watkins. I'm not surprised. You're not? Okay. No. Uh, did, do you think Sammy Watkins, Watkins deserved was, to be tagged? No, but he I... He was just a distraction in that offense. He wasn't a focal point. Yeah, he was there to, to, to bring defenders away from the other side of the field, which he did. Yeah. But, I mean, he also couldn't catch the ball when it was thrown to him half the time. Yeah. He, Although, guys, let, let's think about this for a second. This could be the first year where we don't have Watkins and Robert Woods on the same team. I'm a little upset by that, actually. I uh, think it's possible he still resigns with them. Yeah. Just not for the franchise tag number. No. Um, moving on, the Steelers officially franchised... It's sounding like the Steelers are franchise tagging Le'Veon yeah, Bell. Yeah, he was officially franchise tagged. Yeah, but he was officially franchise tagged. I think that happened even today. No, it was yesterday. Was or, yesterday? Yeah, it was, it was today. Sorry. Um, it was officially happened today because the deadline was earlier today. Um... Think he's going to retire or hold no, out? He's going to hold out for sure, but he's not going to retire. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins franchise tag Jarvis Landry like the first hour that it was possible to franchise tag someone. And he is not playing for the Dolphins, I can tell you that. They also, about an hour after they did that, they, they gave him permission to seek out a trade, so. So. Um, heard uh, Chicago and possibly Baltimore as landing spots for him. Um, yeah. And then two defensive ones, uh, the Lions franchise tagged Ziggy Ansah and Ziggy. and the uh, Cowboys franchise tagged Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, I mean, uh, two really good tags. They're yeah. just if, Ziggy. Ziggy got injured a bit last year, so he wasn't on the field as much as he should have been. But uh, when he's on the field, he's disruptive in the passing game. And mm-hmm. Marcus Lawrence played out of his mind last year. Let's hope it's not a uh, Albert Hainsworth season. Right. The onside injuries, just, sorry, I don't mean to correct you, but the onside injuries were two years ago. Last year he did play all the games, but he only had, I think, nine of his 12 sacks came in three games. Oh, jeez. Oh, it was Nada that kept getting injured last year. Yep. Hello, T. Yeah. All right. Um, a notable name that was not franchise tagged was Allen Robinson. Um, he's hitting the open market, and I think Marquise Lee is as well. They haven't. Yeah, both both of those wide receivers are hitting. Yeah, they haven't given any long term deal to either of those. So all they have is, I mean, they've got Hearns, um, Dede Westbrook. I, I think I think they're gonna go to the draft for for a wide receiver. I think yeah. I think you could definitely see a Christian Kirk uh, being called around their their time their number there. I can see that. Um, because I think they let both those guys go. I saw a report earlier today saying that Allen Robinson that that people in the Jags organization don't see Allen Robinson resigning. Hmm. Well, they do. the Jags do need a lot of offensive line help, and they can always look in the 6th or 7th round at Orlando Brown Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Um, and then moving on to... And, for, oh, all, none of the Vikings QBs were retired. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, and I believe Bridgewater is officially a free agent? Did they, yes. Did they rule on that? Um, they yeah. ruled on that, and he is officially going to be hitting the free agent market. I got my fingers crossed for Patriots. That he's going to become Tom Brady's backup? Yep. For one year. 
All right. Um, moving on to free agents. Uh, Chris Ivory, as we mentioned earlier, was released from the Jets. It's sounding like he's going to be signing with the Buffalo Bills, possibly. He did today. Well, I, I, did he actually? Can he sign? He can't yeah. sign yet, but uh, no, I think he, they have an agreement. He signed. He signed. He, he is a. He is now signed with them because he was cut. He was cut, so it's a different rule. Oh, got oh, it. That makes sense. Uh, the Lions are listening to trade offers for Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could be a he could be a bye bye, bye bye bye. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. Uh, we've got uh, we 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 discussed that a little bit. Uh, Vikings and Jets are considered the favorites. Um, possibly the Bills? What? Where do you see that? Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at Chris Ivory again. Oh, Broncos, oh my. Um, yeah, Broncos, uh, Broncos, I guess, are still a possibility, but people think that they're out. Uh, I think that it's the Vikings. I think he signs with the Vikings. Uh, the rumor I saw said that they're offering him $90 million guaranteed. Yeah, I saw that too, and that's, I mean, it's a choice. Yeah. Let's do it, I guess. <laughs> you can see where I'm at on that. Yeah. Um, and then some other notable names that are uh, hitting free agency: uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, possibly going back home to the New Saints. Orleans. Malcolm Butler being talked about with the Jets. Uh, Trey Burton being talked about with about 16 teams. Uh, Tyler Eifert uh, looking flirting with the uh, IR again. Hey, he said he's fully healthy for a couple weeks. Yeah. Preseason, cute. Um, Sexy Rexy, we touched on Marquise Lee and uh, Frank Gore. Also, uh, the other running back, De- uh, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis, yep. Uh, who apparently is is going to command over $6 million a year uh, from uh, from teams. They said there's multiple mm-hmm. teams interested and, and that he's going to get over $6 mil. I I mean... Good on him. Yeah, if, if they I, want him. I guess uh, as, a, as a fan of a team, I don't think I'd want to put that much money into him but because he you know he's a backfield splitter was where he got all of his carries but you know yeah he can lead your committee well and he's a guy with a, a big injury history it's not like he's been the epitome of health yeah uh, that's very true he'll go to a, he'll go to a team that needs a pass catching running back one thing that i heard earlier today that that would be great is him going to tennessee to replace demarco murray because you have derrick henry on first and second down and then you get Deion lewis and they're on third down to take that workload away That'd be nice. That'd work out. I mean, that's a good place to put the DeMarco Murray money at. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now it's time to... Oh, I'm sorry. I was using my nub to try to open this beer. Um, Jesus. Oh, too far. Pop this tab into the main topic. Dude. What? He's more aerodynamic. Dude. Oh. Oh. So we're going to be talking about the Combine. Um, we're going to talk about some winners, some losers. Um, we'll also be touching on our top ten or top five. Top five, top ten. Top run- five running backs each. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll kind of throw that in there in the middle. Um, we'll touch on top five like quarterbacks, running or wide receivers and tight ends on later podcasts. But just for this one, everyone loves a good running back. I mean, they're kind of the bread and butter of anyone's uh, fantasy football Don't team. Don't say it. Yep. Oh, don't say it, Carl. 
Because Shane always talks about his running backs. I'm, oh, no, I wasn't going to... I mean, my, mine, are, mine are good, I guess. Zach, why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? I why wasn't going to... Why'd you bring it up? I, wa- I, I was just saying they're the bread and butter. I didn't... No! I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess I guess they're okay. They're, they're, they're pretty good. Mm. And I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. So... I ain't, I ain't gonna complain. Anyway... I'm do- I mean, I'm doing pretty, pretty so okay. All right, so where do you want to start, guys? I Cor- mean, my running backs are, are decent. They've got a good. I've got a good committee. So where do we want to I start? I say we get the. I say we get the guy who destroyed the combine through just over, over and done with now. All right, uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, yeah, he uh, he he's pretty good. He's got some good numbers. Yep. He, he was being talked about as possibly a top five pick. Now he's being talked about as possibly, probably the number one overall pick. Um, he weighed in at uh, 233 pounds at six foot, at six feet tall exactly. He ran a 4440 at 233 pounds, which is insane. Yep. Um, he did the three. Uh, he did the 20 yard shuttle in 4.24 seconds, uh, and he had a vertical leap of 41 inches, which led all the running which backs there. Explosion. Like he jumped out of the building because I think uh, David Johnson had forty la- a couple years ago. Uh, David Johnson had like forty and th- and like three eighths or something like that. Like he, it, it, it's it's a little more than John. Like he he had a David Johnson like uh, appearance at the combine here because Johnson also blew up the combine mm-hmm. a couple years ago and and I mean Barkley yep. blew up the combine as already being talked about a top five pick though. Right, and he also benched. Uh, he he repped twenty nine times. Uh, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Yeah, dude, good. Dude's a manimal. Yes, yes, he is. Tied for the uh, tied for the combine lead of running backs there. Uh, beat beat a lot of offensive linemen with those reps. Yeah, just unreal. Um, I I don't see how he can't be the number one overall pick in the draft. I mean, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you have one and four. My thought yeah. is. There's at least three quarterbacks that I mean I still don't think need to be drafted that high, but will at least one of them is going to be available. Right. Well, there's no guarantee that uh, the Giants or the Giants may not take a quarterback at number two, and then the Colts definitely don't need to take a quarterback. So you might still have your pick of the litter of quarterbacks at number four, unless yeah. there's a trade. And if you don't, then take an offensive, take the best offensive lineman. Yeah. Seriously, take, take the best take, offensive lineman and take Nelson. a quarterback in the second round, or or take Mika Fitzpatrick and strip that uh, secondary even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I know that your fan base wants to see a franchise quarterback, but the draft hasn't exactly worked for you. Sign, try to sign somebody in free agent. Try to sign Case Keenum. Try to sign Sam you know, Bradford. Yeah, Sam Bradford. So one of those guys that can at least get you to next year, even if they're not the answer long term. Mm-hmm. Find I mean, any guy that used to play for the Vikings. Even Brett Favre would be a better option than what they have right now. Oh, Deshaun. I had such high hopes for you, Deshaun Kaiser. Mm, I didn't. Yeah. Did not love. Um, another running back that kind of blew up at the draft was Nick Chubb. If Barkley did not destroy the way he did, Chubb would be the guy we're talking about. He's easily yep. the guy that had the second best combine out of any of the positions. Eh, second best combine of the of the offensive positions. Of the offensive positions. I would yeah. say. Okay, that that'll give you. Ah, maybe even third. There there was a certain quarterback that kind of tore up tore it up as well. Yeah. I I see I see what you mean there and we'll talk about him too. 
Um, so uh, Chubb, I mean, he's 5'10", almost 5'11", 227. He ran the, the 40 in a somewhat more human, somewhat more human, uh, 4'5'2". Um, he ran a three-cone drill in about 7.09 seconds, which is... Which is okay. It's, it's all right. Um, not exactly the most, the best quickness that we're looking for. Uh, the bigger number is he had a broad jump of 128 inches, which, if you're doing the math at home, that is 10 feet 8 inches. Yep. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, the dude's got some explosion. That and, was that was best amongst uh, running backs. Uh, no. Was it not? No, uh, Bo Scarborough had... Oh, oh yeah, one, he's... Had 129. He's a lanky guy. Yeah. Um, and then he was also, and then Nick Chubb also benched twenty nine reps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was going toe for toe with Saquon Barkley, pretty much the entire time. Yeah, and uh, he had a thirty eight and a half inch vertical, which is pretty good as well. Yeah, that's nothing to nothing to be upset about. Um, I mean, overall, he, I, he had a real real good combine too. I mean, his shuttle was point zero one uh, different from Barkley, uh, and Here's here's my thought on Chubb. Chubb is my number two running back, and he is. I mean, even if it wasn't for this, uh, the reason why other people have him low has nothing to do with this tape. All of his tape looks fantastic. Nothing to do with his numbers when he runs and he uh, everything he does looks good, looks sweet. It's that he has injury history. I mean, he missed a season mm-hmm. with an ACL. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's rough to get past. But with that said, so did Gurley. And I mean, it might have taken him a, a season and a half to get there, but look at him now. Mm-hmm. Number one, w- one of the top running backs in the NFL. Um, which I'm not saying that's what Chubb is going to do. I'm just saying don't discount a guy just because he has an injury history. Um, he was healthy all of last year, so for sure. All right. Um. So, I mean, we can keep moving down the list here. We can talk about um, someone who didn't exist. We're just going to stick with Georgia running backs here. Um, Sonny Michelle, is it weird that he ran a slower 40 than Nick Chubb? Yeah, it is. He was no... Yeah, no one expected that. Because, like, if you, look at his, if you look at his tape and if you look at him, even during some of the receiving drills and everything, he looks a lot faster than he actually is. I mean, he I don't know if it's just because he's looser or what, but... He's smaller. I think it has to do with the style of the running back because Chubb is a very north-south downhill punishing runner, and Sony Michelle is not. Mm. I mean, Sony Sh- Michelle—he's got more make you miss to him. Yeah, I mean, Michelle is roughly the same height as Chubb, but about fifteen pounds lighter. I was surprised to see that Michelle had uh, twenty-two bench reps, though. He right. was more powerful than I thought he'd be. Like I. Whenever I yeah. watched him play, he was always that like catcher out of the backfield, you know, big breakaway, uh, uh, big gain kind of running back. And his speed and his combine numbers don't really support that thought. But like like you guys said, his game tape does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, another running back that you have to talk about uh, because we're required by law to discuss LSU running backs during every draft. It's true. Is uh, um. Everyone's favorite LSU running back, uh, Demario Richard. Um, Wait, no, no, wrong one. Oh shoot, uh, Leonard Fournette. Well, Lenny, Lenny. Oh no, that was last year. Oh yeah. man, who is it? Um, Joseph Adai. That's yeah, the one, that's Joseph Adai. So Joseph Adai, 
All right, so Darius Geis. Yep. Um, um, he's a Geis guy. Guy. Geis guy. He's a Geis guy. Geis nine. Um, almost identical weight wise to like size wise to Nick Chubb. Um, maybe just a hair a hair smaller, but I mean, not a small dude by any means. Ran a four four nine. I mean, yeah, which is impressive. I mean, anything sub four five is very impressive. Because mm. four five is is right around where you want to speed back, and if you're or you want to, you want a half back, half back. Um, anything above that, you're hoping that he's a big power guy. Mm. Um, anything below that, uh, you're hoping he's you're hoping he's a shifty guy. So, and he's a he's a he's supposed to be an all down back four four nine. Um, his bench reps for a guy his size though. Not exactly what I expected. Yeah, and his vertical leap of uh, 31 and a half inches wasn't quite the explosiveness that I was hoping for from him. Yeah, he had 15 bench reps, which is about half of what Barkley and Chubb did. <laughs> about, yeah. Hmm. Um, now, looking at his... From everything that I've read on Geis, uh, during his last year at LSU, he was apparently injured most of the year with some sort of ankle or hamstring injury. I can't remember... It was lower body, if we're talking hockey terms. Um, and so everyone was saying, you know, if, if you want to look at what Darius Geis is or what he could be, look at his um, look at his tape from the previous year. From when he was backing up Fournette. Yes. And if you look at that tape, he is a completely different running back. Yeah. And, I mean, I had him, before the combine, I had him rated as my number two running back. Uh, he's dropped down to number four now. Um, but he's... If you look at that tape, he's explosive. He's making decisive cuts. I mean, the dude's a beast. And you kind of go, well, apparently LSU is just running back you now. Um, but this past year, it was it was a very different game. He didn't have that getaway speed. He wasn't – I mean, he was still running through guys, but it just he just didn't seem the same. And so maybe getting a little bit of time off, getting some time to rest has improved that. Um but maybe, maybe not. Depending on, it, it, I, I would very much so want to see his pro day numbers to see how they compare to what he did at the combine. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on pro days. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean there. My thoughts on pro days is that pro days don't really. Um, if someone impresses at the combine, that's impressive to me. Somebody impresses at their pro day, I go, that's what they're supposed to do. Those are set up by the schools so that their players can impress. Um, if someone isn't great at, a, at at the combine, it's not necessarily something that's uh, it's a complete miss for me. Um, they're they're set up in a in a weird situation that they they need to succeed at. If they're not all the way there, they have somebody might have a bad combine and not look great and not and fall and then be a good NFL player. If you have a bad well, pro okay. day, if you have a bad Look pro day, Hayden. what was that? Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden yeah. had like a four seven forty at the combine. I mean, and he still wanted to be in a top ten pick and a great cornerback for five years. Joe Hayden, Richard Sherman didn't have a good one. Um, I, I just looked at uh, I just looked at a thing that had a bunch of uh, really good oh, players. Ant Antonio Brown did not have a good combine. Yeah, at there's all. a reason why he was a fifth rounder, fifth round, sixth yeah. round. And, well, I mean, we, we also we also touch a little bit on that in the trivia we have coming up later. Oh, wow. ah, nice. Um, but with that said, if you have a bad pro day, I mean, you were set up completely to succeed and you also fail there. That's the one that's a red flag for me. But people that, that have a bad pro day are red flags. Bad combines, not necessarily. I mean, I still don't like seeing uh, 
players have really bad numbers at the combine. Um, but somebody that's you know slightly like if somebody's supposed to run a a four four and they run a four five, like I'm not I, that's not completely they they haven't fallen off my map. Um, but if someone's supposed yeah. to run a four four and they run a four eight, uh, that's when I start to go. Eh, maybe they're not as quick as you think they are. Um, the the thing that interests me the most at the combine is the measurements, um, height and weight, uh, because you know the the schools are gonna build people for bigger or or uh, skinnier depending on the position than they actually are. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it was, I think it was day day Westbrook who was built at like six foot at Oklahoma. And then he measured in at like five, eight at the combine. So, I mean, it's, it's that, that stuff interests me more than, than what their numbers end up being, unless they completely bomb or they completely blow it up. Well, that also happened with David Amerson where he was listed at six, four and he was really like six, one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, schools don't schools don't actually go and do those measurements. The players get to walk up. It's like it's like writing your bio for a theater. Like the the players just come up and say, uh, "This is what I'm at." You can check my ID. That's what it says <laughs> on there too. Yeah. Like the DMV lies, right? <laughs> but who wrote it? Doesn't matter. The DMV did. The DMV approved it. All right. Um, I suppose. Do um, we... some some standouts. Mm-hmm. Um, some standouts. Uh, Someone that I wanted to mention was Bo Scarborough, just kind of just based on his measurements in general. The dude clocked in, or I say clocked in, he is six foot one, 228 pounds. Um, The dude leapt out of the building with both the broad jump and the vertical. He had a vertical leap of 40 inches, and he had a broad jump of uh, 129 inches, so, you know, 10 feet, 9 inches. And he, like it, I said, he's a lanky guy, so I, I, I kind of expected once he did measure in at that that he would have bigger ones of that. Yeah, um, but I mean, his forty speed was still four, you know, four five two, which for someone you know six foot one two twenty eight, that's not terrible. That's not bad. He's a bruiser. Um, yeah, he's the next Alabama running back. Yeah, uh, I also wasn't terribly surprised that he only did fourteen bench reps because he had he has very long arms, and when you have long arms, it's kind of hard to uh, to do a lot of bench reps. Mm-hmm. Yep, can't get all the power. Yep. Uh, with that said, I still don't necessarily love his tape. I mean, he's yeah, he's a power guy. He's he's very much. He, I, I I see him as. Uh, oh, I'm completely blanking on his name. He was my first or he was number two uh, rookie draft pick for me. I traded him to you later on. Jags running back, um, also Alabama. Fournette. Uh no, oh, TJ uh, Yeldon. Yeldon, yeah, he was like Yeldon Light for me. Um, yeah, I, he was. I agree. He, he's not as good as Yeldon, and it, at Alabama, he wasn't as good as Yeldon. And I just don't see him coming. He, I, I, I see him coming in and maybe playing like Yeldon does. Uh, every now and then he might have a big, a big game, but he's going to need to be in a in a committee. A lot he's of these players are being committee. He's not an NFL starter. Yeah. Um, the fastest goal. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, the fastest forty run by a running back was uh, Naheem Hines from NC State. Uh, a little five foot eight, two thirteen, shifty little back. Um, he put up some decent numbers. Uh, I mean, thirty five and a half inch vertical for you know someone that's four inches shorter than everyone. That's you know it's going to be tough. That puts him at you know thirty nine. I didn't love his three cone and his shuttle. It was a lot slower than I anticipated from a guy that runs a four three eight. Mm-hmm. He had a seven point one eight three cone. 
um, which is the slowest on the list you got right now, and a 4.35 shuttle, which is tied for the slowest you have on that list right now. Yep. Um, which is a little disheartening when you see somebody like that because you see Hines as a scat back. With that said, in the catching drills and things like that, I thought he looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had him a little bit lower before the combine. I bumped him ahead of a guy that I was really high on before the combine, Akram Wadley. Um, yeah, me too. I still like Akram Wadley's tape a lot, but I mean... Com- He's slower than I thought. He's... He just didn't do not en- quick. He just didn't do enough in the combine to impress yeah. me. To you know, make me. It, it kind of makes me want to rewatch his tape and go, "Am I missing something? Like, did I like? Are you homeboying this? A- am I really like that big of a homer right now? So, uh, he's somebody that you know. I could see a lot of those numbers. Like, I could see his forty jumping up in the four fours when he's running on the Iowa track. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see his bench press or his vertical really changing much, but I could see him catching a lot better at the on the Iowa field during the pro day too right um it's it's one of those where I don't think that his his uh, combine was bad enough to completely get rid of him but I thought it was it was low enough to pa- have some people pass him by yeah it, it was pretty average any uh, standouts that that you're thinking of uh Zach it's hard to do this with you over the phone because I don't get verbal or I, I don't have the visual cues from you <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, no, I mean, you guys are really just kind of speaking the same opinions that I have. And I think, as we talked about this earlier through via text message, I honestly believe there's three, maybe four guys in this class out of running backs that could be a team's number one running back. I don't foresee having, a you know, seven, eight guys that are going to be great full-time starters. Mm-hmm. I, I think low, I think on the low side, I could see four. Um, and on the high side, I could see up to seven. There's there's seven guys here that that I think could be really good and be a good uh, number one guy. But I I would have to agree in the most part that some of those guys that could be a number one guy like a like a Ronald Jones. Um, uh, it, it's it's more so I I think he is better suited to be in a committee. Yeah. Uh... He's he's less consistency and more. Um, Boomer bust, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the guys that I, the guys that I, uh, the guys that I watch, the ones that I think that can be full time starters. Um, and again, I have to go back and watch guys because, like Carl mentioned earlier, with having the terrible tape, they had honestly terrible tape this past season versus really good tape in the Fournette year. Um, I really think it's Barkley, Chubb, Royce Freeman, and Sony Michelle. I think are my four that I'm saying these guys could be NFL starters with obviously Barkley being a guaranteed NFL starter. And so I, I know I don't necessarily see that with Royce Freeman, but that's just me personally. I do. I will say his numbers, his quickness at the combine was very surprising for me for, I mean, he's uh, a 229. His forty was, you know, four five four, which is, you know, you want something close to like four, you know, close to the four five range. Um, any higher is or any lower than that's awesome. But I mean, his three cone drill uh, was six point nine seconds, and his twenty yard shuttle was four point one six. I mean, the dude's got some quickness to him. Um, his vertical was thirty four inches, and his broad jump was uh one eight one hundred eighteen inches. 
Um, would have liked to have seen him get over 20 feet, but, or excuse me, 10 feet. 20 feet? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I would have loved to have seen him over 20 feet. That would have, I mean. The, Carl, you have pretty high expectations for these guys. You know, what can I say? I One day. I expect a lot out of my NFL inhumans. Um, no, but he had a lot more quickness than, because I was watching a little bit of uh, Freeman tape, because you had, we had talked a little bit and you had mentioned that you were big, you were high on him and you know that the quickness definitely translates and he's got, he's got good size for someone that could be an every down back in the NFL. Does he remind you of another former Oregon running back that's in the NFL currently? Does he remind me of LeGarrette Blunt? <laughs> nope. So close. I'm thinking Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> a little bit actually. Um, I could he's, de- he's that same kind of big-bodied, compact running back. Yeah, I could. Def- he's yeah, not. I can see that. Some. He, he's not quite as fast as Jay Stu, from what I remember. Oh no! But I mean, he definitely the 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 comparisons are definitely there. Uh, and I, I would I would say that I'm also not as high in Royce Freeman, but I've also got a name that, you know, I've got the same. I if I'm going with my minimum, my four, I have the same first three: Barkley, uh, Chubb, and Sony Michelle. Um, and then my number four is Rashad Penny. Uh, he d- did not explode at the combine. Uh, he's 5'11", 220, uh, which is very good size. Um, for That's a, bigger than I thought he would be. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yep, me too. Uh, still run a 4.46, which is fantastic. Uh, vertical jump, uh, fairly human, 32.5. Uh, he did hit that 10 feet with the 120 inches. Uh, 13 bench, which is which is lower than I thought he was going to get. Um, but, uh, if you go back and watch his tape, I mean, watch, uh, watch the, uh, the bowl game he was in where I think he had, they ended up only giving him like eight carries, but with those eight carries, he had over 200 yards. Um, I mean, he, he can hit a hole and, and take it all the way down. Um, the, the dude's collegiate yards per carry was 7.5, like throughout his entire 51 game career, his yards per carry was 7.5. That's ridiculous. Yep, that's crazy. And he he doesn't actually have that much tread on the tires. He only had 488 carries through 51 games. That's not a lot. It's because he was sitting behind somebody. Oh yeah, I suppose someone that's uh, in the NFL. Well, is he on the team right now? Is he on the team right now? I don't know. I don't know if he's on the team. Who? Um, San Diego State's uh, second favorite running back. Oh, what's his name? Um, Donnell Pumphrey. Yeah. Oh, it, oh yeah, he's Pumphrey, still on Eagles. He, Eagles. He oh, tore right. his ACL. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was sitting behind him, so he didn't get as many carries uh, sitting behind him. But, I mean, when he was in the game last year, he was looking good. And I, I just uh, – he's he's kind of my uh, – you know how last year I kept talking about uh, one little guy, you know, Kareem Hunt, yep. throughout the offseason? He's he's going to be my Kareem Hunt this year. He's the guy he's, I'm going to talk about. That's, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he's going to be that guy I think that somebody takes in the third, fourth round that could that could very well be the starter for that team. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, one guy that we kind of touched on briefly um, that I think could be a very good NFL running back, uh, and he is Ronald Jones. Um, and he didn't perform at the Combine as much as I would have liked because during one of his stuff, uh, during his 40 run, um, he ran a four, six, five, but he also had to pull up because he pulled his hamstring during it. Um, but before that he was able to put up a, uh, a 36 and a half inch vertical, which is pretty good. I mean, that's 
nothing to you know shake a finger at. He decided before he wasn't going to bench. Yep. Um, because bench bench press was done before the forties. Yep. Um, but yeah, he wasn't. He was going to run the other two drills, the three cone and the shuttle, though, and, and did not get a ch- get a chance. Yep. So I'm really, I'm honestly very disappointed that we didn't get to see him perform really at all during the combine because he was someone that I was looking forward to seeing. And now I have to wait until whenever USC's pro day is, as long as he's healthy. I mean, but. Uh, so I guess to sum up the running backs here, let's let's all go around and give our our actual top five. Uh, who wants to go first? I mean, since I said it, go I can first, go first. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, my number one is John Kelly from Ten- No, uh, My number one is is Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Uh, Penn State. I think that's probably going to be unanimous. I don't know. Uh, my my number two is Nick Chubb, uh, which actually is where I had him before the combine. Because, um, like I said before, I just man, his tape looks so good. He his one issue on him is is injury, and I'm not discounting him that much for it. Even uh, my number three is uh, Sony Michelle. Uh, my number four is Rashad Penny, and my number five is Ronald Jones. The name that didn't make my top five. That's kind of obvious there. Yeah. Um, so I will go down my top five real quick. Um, just like Shane, uh, we actually have a very similar top three. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I'm not going to be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. When you see a guy that's that good, you, you know it. Yep. Um, number two is going to be Nick Chubb. Um, he was a little bit lower prior to the combine. But, I mean, seeing him put up some of those numbers, it immediately bumped him up for me. Um, number three is Sonny Michelle. Again, would have liked to have seen him run a little bit faster, but watching him in those catching drills, I mean, the dude's the dude's beautiful in space. Quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, did you have Michelle above Chubb before? Yes, I did. Okay, interesting. I did. Um, and that was just strictly Sony. on... That was just strictly on uh, tape. Um, number four, I have Darius Geis. Uh, he... Geis, 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 Geis. Um, he did very well during the combine, and that, and again, looking at his former tape, um, I have him for basically strictly on upside alone. Um, if anything comes out where he's still got a na- nagging injury, he could immediately fall for me down to probably seven or eight. Um, I could I could see guys jumping Ronald Jones in mind because I had Jones at five. Mm-hmm. Um, I too also have Ronald Jones at five. Um, I would have liked to have seen him at the combine, but that didn't happen. Knocking at my door, or knocking at his door. Oh, someone's at the door. Someone's at the door. Uh, his name is Carryon Johnson, uh, from Auburn. Carry on my wayward son. Absolutely. Um, he put up some good vertical numbers and some good explosion numbers. Uh, didn't run the forty for some reason, but um, I don't know. Because I think that he was going to run it a lot slower than. Probably. Prob- people wanted him to. Right. I watching his tape, he plays pretty slow. He's slow to hit the hole. Um He hits it hard, but he's I, I mean he, he just he's, doesn't get he tries to he tries to do the patience thing that Le'Veon Bell does and he doesn't, doesn't do it as good as Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he just doesn't have the explosion, but I don't know. Well I'll keep looking at tape and see if that changes at all. Uh Zach. Alright. Uh Saquon Barkley, duh. Um, nothing, nothing really else that needs to be said. Just watch him play in college. Uh, number two, I have Nick Chubb. Number three, I do have Royce Freeman. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I, I love the running style. I like the big, you know, ground and pound running backs. 
number four, I know I'm going to change things up a little bit than when we talked about before, but I'm going to put Geis at number four, and then I'm going to put Jarvion Franklin at number five. Jarvion Franklin. Oh, the uh, the Western Michigan alum. Yeah, because he, he is on the fence for me as being a guy that I think could be a number one running back in the NFL, but most likely he'll be a third down running back because he does catch the ball really well. He he does. He's someone that I like the tape of. Um, he didn't thoroughly impress at the at the combine. Uh, we've got his numbers here: four six three yeah, uh, forty uh, six nine three three cone, which is pretty, which is good. Um, especially if you're going to be a, a pass catching uh, running back, that's a pretty good number to have. Four three one shuttle, um, thirty inch vertical, hundred nine inch broad, but eighteen reps on the on the bench, which is good for uh, a guy. Who's, uh, they oh, we didn't measure. Um, yeah, I, for whatever reason, I couldn't find his measurements anywhere. My worry with Jarvian Franklin, because um, I really like his tape. I think that he looks really good um, in a lot of his tapes. But he's come from Western Michigan team that's had God after uh, what is what's his name Chickaway or Fleck. Um, no, well, yeah, PJ Fleck. But that this will be like the third straight year of a of a, for, uh, a offensive lineman going the first two rounds. Oh yeah, like they've had some really good offensive linemen there. And I worry a little bit that that his running up the middle and you know running running through the holes is, is the offensive lineman. With that said, as Zach was saying, I mean him going out and, and catching the ball is him. Like it, it lo- he he looks good in that regard. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, cool. Um, so should we move on to quarterbacks? Yeah, let's QB it. Yeah, let's chat about the quarterbacks. Sure, that'll be pretty quick. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the. Six guys that need to be talked about. Yeah, there's really only a few names that really need to be talked about. Um, although there were a couple kind of surprises just based on how they looked in drills and yeah, a couple stuff. names that that should be mentioned from from that. But uh, let's start with uh, let's start with the Heisman winner, uh, Baker Mayfield. Didn't look great. No, I don't think he did. Um, he impressed in interviews apparently. Impressed in interviews, but he didn't really at, like. If you watch his film, he you know, shows that athleticism that, you know, gave him, you know, comparisons to, you know, Johnny Manziel, who would run all over the place and then, you know, gunsling it. He didn't really show that with any of his, like, measurables. Uh, his, his 40 was on par with most of the other quarterbacks. I mean, he didn't, he didn't you know, run a, he didn't run the, uh, the Russell Wilson 40 that everyone thought he was going to run. Right. Uh, his three cone drill was pretty good. He had a seven second three cone drill, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, which is decent. I, I, he, a, a lot of his numbers, he lost out to a guy that is much larger than him, um, who I think it's worth mentioning right now, Josh Allen, who is the guy that that I think Zach has as his number two at the combine. Is that right for for offensive players? Uh yes, yeah. Yeah, if if you want to go on talking about Josh Allen, Zach, I mean, the, the dude put on a clinic. Yes, he did. But here's here's what I'm going to say. He was, as I said, I think the second best player at the combine. But let's go and talk about a guy who we could say ruined the franchise or helped ruin it uh, by the name of Jamarcus Russell. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, here, here well, we hold go. Hold on, hold on. No, here, here's what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at. This. So, th- there's an 
NFL um, analyst out there by the name of Mike Mayock, he watches a lot of these rookies play, and he watches a lot of tape on these rookies, and he's very knowledgeable. He once said that Jamarcus Russell was the greatest pro day he's ever seen. Then last week, right before the combine, it came out and he said that he that Josh Allen has the same arm talent that Jamarcus Russell has. Well, when you're throwing Jamarcus the- Russell also looks great in shorts. Josh <laughs> Allen looks great in shorts. Yeah. I, when you watch his tape compared to what you saw on that field, it was not the same guy. No, they could have tweaked things. They could have adjusted his throwing mechanics, been doing all that. Who knows? But I'm just saying, buyer beware that this is a guy who completed 56% of his balls in college in his last year. And it's, oh, I, I'm scared. I, I would be terrified if my Niners were in a spot to take him I and com- didn't have a quarterback already. Actually, he had 50, uh, 56% uh, completion throughout his entire collegiate career. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and, I mean, he started 27 games. He threw 44 TDs and 21 interceptions. Um, so, I mean, not the greatest ratio. I mean, that's, what, 2-to-1 ratio, basically? Yeah, it's pretty much a 2-to-1. Um, I mean, I, I'm scared of Josh Allen. I, I see him yep. as this year's. Uh, I'm not going to go as far to say uh, Jamarcus Russell, but this year's kind of Paxton Jake Lynch. Walker? Jake Locker, Jake Locker, yeah, that's yeah. that's. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not going Jake Locker either because Jake Locker played for Washington. I'm 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 specifically going for one of those bigger guys from a smaller school. Although I mean, I guess Carson Wentz. I guess Paxton Lynch was uh, was Cal. Uh, no, Paxton Lynch was Memphis. Um, yeah, oh, so yeah, a big yeah. guy from a smaller school that didn't have the talent around him. So the fact that he had some fairly poor numbers in certain regards was was put out the window. Um, yeah, Josh Allen awesome. can throw the, yard, the the ball seventy yards when he's wearing shorts and and look effortless doing it. But when, how many times are you going to need to do that in an NFL game? Exactly. Hopefully, not often if you're <laughs> playing right. Right. <laughs> Depends what franchise you go to. That's true. That's true. Uh, and the way things are going, he might be going to a franchise where he needs to do that a lot. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of nice to see him heaving deep balls to Josh Gordon. <laughs> Josh, just run. Just run. I'll get you. <laughs> you know we're on our own 10, right? I'm like, yeah, you know. We'll get a yeah. touchdown. It'll just get to the end zone. Just get just get past the safeties. You'll be fine. Um, Just kind of moving down. Just, let's just go straight down alphabetically. Yeah, Nate, alphabetically here. Uh, Josh Rosen. Um, he lost the combine. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't great. Um, in any in any of the drills. He was really inconsistent. Um... Yeah, I just he's somebody that I when I when I talk about if you do poorly at the combine, um, it's not as big of a deal possibly, um, but it's a bigger deal than doing poorly at a at a pro or it's not as big of a deal as doing poorly at a pro day. I he's gonna he's gonna wreck his pro day, um, but I think these combine numbers are more true to who he is. Yeah, really, honestly, for for me personally, I just want to throw this out there. For most of the quarterbacks, I really don't care how you tested in the three cone or the six cone or whatever it is. Yeah, I care about how you throw the ball. <laughs> That's what matters the most. And Josh Rosen, just like kind of like Baker Mayfield, didn't really impress throwing the ball. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, moving down the list to someone who was didn't really do much at the combine, but it was he his threw. choice. He threw, but he did not run. Uh, okay, and this this is the one exception that I'm going to make to the the thing I just said. I wanted to <laughs> see how fast he was, and because he he should have ran his forty at minimum, because that's what everyone wants to see out of. I assume you're talking about Lamar Jackson. Yes, yes, we are talking about Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson is a Michael Vick clone who's trying to prove that he can be a quarterback by only throwing the ball. You did not make your game on only throwing the ball. You had 1,600 rushing yards in your last year at college. Run the damn 40. Yeah, I mean, I can see why he would not. He was making a statement. Yeah. He was saying, because they were saying that they wanted him to, to do wide receiver drills. He was saying, I'm not going to do those. And you know what? I'm not going to run my 40. I'm not going to run the, the, the running drills. And I get the reason why. Um, but at the same time... He's, combine, he's gonna run the forty before the end of the season. He's gonna do it as pro day, but right. But the combine is about trying to like generate hype for yourself and trying to sell yourself. And if you're not putting your best foot forward, which if he's running the forty, he's putting his best foot forward. Yeah. You're not generating the hype that you could be. I, there. I mean, he, this could this could be the difference of him being a first round pick to being a second round pick. Yeah, and I mean, he could have put himself. I'm gonna just throw out a name here. He could have put himself in like RG three talk. Like, RG3 yeah. was still the second overall pick. Wasn't the great, greatest quarterback in the world, but people were set on fire by well, his 40 time. Yeah, but he had a great 40 time, and also he had, like, 78% completion percentage. Or, 80, I think it was over 80% completion percentage in college. And let's just say Lamar Jackson wasn't there. Yeah, 57%. It was close. Like, RG3, <laughs> they weren't discussing RG3 as another position because when he threw the ball, he threw it with accuracy in college. I mean, when you look back at it, he had some great wide receivers to catch the ball from him. Um, yeah, no, 9.8 was not his completion percentage. If yeah. That's what you're looking at. Yeah, I, yeah, I missed that one. Whoops. Um, but <laughs> with that said, I'm fine with him not doing any other drills. I completely agree with Zach. He should have run the 40. Mm-hmm. I think we should mention Luke Falk um, just because he is discussed as a top, top six. I would say he's not going to break the top five, but uh, he's discussed as a top six amongst a lot of people. He did a lot in drills, uh, and he also didn't look great. So I think he's someone that hurt his draft stock considerably. But I also see that he's going to be a guy that some team is going to grab as a project player behind a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Possibly in New York. Yeah, Giants, he'll, Giants round two. He'll be, yeah. tra- he'll be trade bait. He'll be trade bait in three years. Yeah, he, he'll be A.J. McCarron. <laughs> yep. Or any backup for the Green Bay Packers. Um, one or guy, any Vikings quarterback. Yeah. Right. Um, one guy that I think uh, did well with his combine just by measurables is Mason Rudolph. Um, yeah. He measured out at six foot four and a half inches, 235 pounds, and still run, ran uh, 4.9, which isn't fantastic. He's not, but he's not going to be the quickest guy in the world with at that size. And... Still ran faster than Orlando Brown. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Um, he looked good in um, in passing drills. Uh, the big thing that people worried about is if he had the arm strength to make NFL throws, and he did. I mean, he's not going to throw the ball like Josh Allen does down the field, but he can make those deep throws, and that was everyone's biggest worry about him, is if he can if make those deep at, throws. If you look at the history of quarterbacks in the NFL, 
how many guys with rocket arms have truly been very successful? You got Matt Stafford. You got Brett Favre. Kyle Bowler. Joe Flacco. Super Bowl MVP. Okay, I said, <laughs> I, I said successful. <laughs> J.P. Lossman. Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> are we just naming guys right, so that, guys that are... kneeled down at the 50 and threw it through the uprights? Yes. Yes, we are. Chris Redman. <laughs> um, Chris Redman. So, no, I completely agree. It's the accuracy that matters. Uh, every, yep. The the big the like I said the big knock against Rudolph is if he can make the deep throws and he can he can make the deep throws that matter, um, and he's got that short field accuracy that I think you need. Um, there's talks of system quarterback at Oklahoma State because I mean the last Oklahoma State quarterback that was drafted in the first round was Brandon Whedon. Um, he he was also applying for his AARP card when he got drafted, <laughs> right? but um, but I think I think that Mason Rudolph did himself some service at this at the combine. I- I wonder if the NFL offered him Medicare insurance instead of their standard policy. <laughs> yeah, they've only ever done it for him and Chris Winkie. <laughs> <laughs> they thought about it for Day Day Westbrook, though. Yeah, they thought about it. Uh, let's see. Any other names on the? Oh, uh, guy who didn't throw. Uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, which that was a really weird decision on his part, and I, I don't know what was going on. Him or his agents who told him that not throwing at the combine would be a good idea. Sam Darnold looks like a guy that I like. If I went to a frat party, he looks like the guy that's passed out on the couch <laughs> with like three bush lights on top of him. See, like, I, 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 I feel the exact opposite. I think he's a guy that's greeting you at the door with a beer. I Either think, way, he's at the frat. You know party. what? I think he's the guy that's hazing the students that are joining the frat <laughs> while holding a beer and butt chugging. Um, so I actually don't think that Darnold did himself a disservice by not throwing because look at Josh Rosen. I think Rosen did himself a disservice by throwing because Darnold's thought is I'm I'm seen as one of the top two quarterbacks in this draft. Um, if I throw, all I can do is hurt my stock. Why not just save it for the pro day? Right, and he—I mean—he also talked about the fact that he's like, "Why?" I mean, he's why am I going to throw to a bunch of people that I'm not used to throwing to when I can show people what I can do when I build up a rapport with these, you know, receivers, which makes sense. I, but I mean, it's—it does look kind of bad, you know, on the surface of being like, ah, oh, you you really should be doing these drills to be showing people what you got, but I get it. It here, Here's my issue with Darnold not throwing is, and comparing it to uh, Rosen, like you mentioned before, is Rosen didn't come into the combine with accuracy questions. People aren't questioning his accuracy. They are questioning Darnold's accuracy. Uh, they are? I mean... Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I guess I didn't see. I haven't watched a lot of tape between the two of them. Um, I know that Rosen had sixty point nine percent completion in his career, and Darnold had sixty four point nine. Well, with that said, Darnold has had better receivers by far. I mean, he's a USC quarterback. I mean, yeah, Juju, yeah. Um, but 
Uh, sorry, well, I'm getting the, the reason the reason why they have the accuracy questions is because of the number of interceptions that Darnold threw last year. So that's where the accuracy questions are coming into play. But well, that's true. Because uh, a majority of Darnold's interceptions in his career came last year, didn't they? Yes. Because uh, he had. Well, he he wasn't even a full two year starter. He didn't even start until I think partway through the 2016 to 17 season. But but he only had like one pick that th- through that uh, series though. Like and that's why he was such a big name. Yeah, no, for sure. But I was just saying that I think that's for me that's the reason why I was disappointed with Darnold not throwing is because of the accuracy concerns. I can see that. Um like I said I still don't I I I wish that he threw I don't think he hurt himself, though. I think, okay. I think in the very least, he he helped himself by not uh, hurting his stock by having a poor th- showing at the at the combine because he'll throw at his pro day and and look good at that, and that's all anyone will have to base it off of. And I don't I don't think he's hurt himself. I think he still gets drafted. I think he's the first quarterback off the board in the draft. I don't necessarily think he's the best quarterback, but I think he's the first one off the board. Okay. Um, but we're not going to talk about our quarterback rankings. We're going to save that for a different day. Uh, well, we kind of already touched on that a couple weeks ago. We did. Um, did we have? Do I mean? Do we have any big changes? No. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, I, I, I don't think anything I saw at the combine really changed my thoughts on on any of the quarterbacks. The ones that I didn't like, I still don't like, and the ones I liked, I, I like more. Um, I had Josh Allen as my number one quarterback. Um, I think that it probably stays that way. Um, he didn't do anything to down that, um, but I just I have Allen as number one for upside in the long run. I don't really love outside of Mason Rudolph. I don't necessarily love any of these quarterbacks. I think Rudolph is is my favorite of the bunch, but I still think that he's a project. You sit behind somebody better, and he could yeah. be a really good starter. I just I think this is a bad quarterback year. Yeah. I think it's not as good as everyone had hoped. Yeah. But uh, let's switch it over to, to the wideouts. Wideout. I have to say, personally, I think this is my most disappointing wide receiver class in a while. Yeah, it's not great. There's nobody I'm excited about. Like, there are a couple, like I will say that two people who have very similar first names... Got me excited for those two guys. DJ and DJ? You are correct. It is DJ and DJ. Um, but other than that, it's not like... I'm not... I think Christian Cook, Kirk did fine. Um, Kelvin Ridley didn't... Re- like Kelvin Ridley's measurables didn't... That vertical. Oh. That vertical of 31 inches. Like, oh yeah, you're definitely going to be going up for a deep... You know, for a ball in the end zone. And going to get beat every time. Um well- how many to- How often do you see a guy like Antonio Brown go for jump balls in the end zone? Enough. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I I never see Brown go for though for jump balls, but I mean that's maybe we're not watching the same games. <laughs> I mean, it, it it happens. It doesn't happen consistently. But the thing is, though, you don't see him much in the highlights because he doesn't catch them. Right. Um, he's he's not yeah. out jumping guys. Um, but yeah, his his. His game is more so on the slants, on the on the go routes, you know. Which, that being said, the receiving drills, he looked 
fantastic. Yeah. But just his like the measurables, you know, on the stopwatch didn't look that great. And that's I mean, that just sort of is what it is. Um moving down the list, uh Christian Kirk, I think is You're not gonna talk about the guy that made you pop and could not stop? No, I'm not gonna talk about Byron Pringle. Okay. As much as I would love to. Um <laughs> I think Christian Kirk is going to be a good slot guy. Yeah, I think I think that he's a high second round pick. Um I don't think that he I don't think he should be a first rounder, although a lot of people talk about it. Um, but I think he's going to be that. I think he could be a uh, Jarvis Landry uh, style player. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily as good as Jarvis Landry, but that style. Like I think that he could be a good grab for some team. Yeah, Cortland. Yeah, Sutton. there's actually I've heard some I've heard some talk and seen some mock drafts of Christian Kirk actually going to Carolina. That would be good. That would be interesting because they just grabbed Curtis Samuel though in last year's draft, and I, I, I well, I guess I would. It's not like he did anything though. Yeah, I guess I would like Kirk more than Samuel. Yeah, yeah. Um, bumping down the list, Cortland Sutton, dude, dude's huge. Yeah, dude's six. He's big. Six three two eighteen. Like that's a guy I want going for a jump ball. Um, and he well, went, that's that's what he is. He's a vertical threat. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he ran a four five four forty, which is good. Um, his three cone drill was six point five seven seconds. I mean, that's 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 really good, that's, especially for somebody that size, right? And I mean, especially if we're comparing this to all the running back numbers. I mean, yeah, he beat half the running backs on there. Um, had a vertical of thirty five and a half inches, which at six foot three, he can jump over a mountain. Um, and then a broad jump of 124 inches, so 10 feet 4 inches. Dude, dude's got some measurables. I I, I got, like him. He's got some off the. He has he has the body measurables. I'm not sure he has the mental mental measurables. Exactly. Yep. Um, he's got some issues that he's got to get figured out. But um, I I think he could be. He could either be one of the best grabs in the draft, or he could be, um. The guy that ended up that got cut from Missouri, uh, or moved from Oklahoma. Green Beckham. I was yeah. just gonna say he's, he's either gonna be, be Green Beckham. He's either gonna put up a career like Des Bryant, or he's gonna put up a career like Doriel Green Beckham. That's a good comparison. Yep. Yep. Um, jumping down here to a Maryland prospect who is he's getting compared to Stephon Diggs, and I think that's just because they both went to Maryland. Um, DJ Moore. <laughs> Um, six foot, right on the nuts. Uh, two hundred and ten pounds. You're in a four four two forty. Uh, the three cone in six point nine five seconds. Not too, not too shabby. The twenty yard shuttle in four point oh seven seconds. He had a thirty nine and a half inch. That's pretty good. Vertical, and he had a broad jump of. Wait, <laughs> math is hard. 132. 132 inches. It's 11 feet. Which is 11 feet. Yeah. So he... And then a bench press of 15. Um, The dude's an athlete. Yeah. I mean, he looked good. Uh, He put up numbers uh, at the combine. He put up numbers in his career. Uh, I mean... Yeah. I mean, 36 games. He had over 2,000 yards. uh, 14 yards a catch and 17 TDs. I mean, not the greatest numbers, but, I mean, who is throwing to him in Maryland? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I I I think he's good. I think he he earned himself a a bumped himself up a bit on some draft boards with that one. For sure. Um I mean, who else is worth uh in the D, D uh, uh DJ uh DJ Shark from God, I charked myself. Uh LSU Lasso from Lasso. Um Put a, I was that the, this is the fastest forty. This was the fastest at the combine of the combine, and he's really one of the only few like blazing speed guys, uh, wide receiver wise. Yeah, there was only two quick ones, and only one worth really talking about. Yeah, um, he put up a four three four forty. Um, he had a forty inch vertical and a hundred twenty nine inch broad jump. Oh, yeah, he's six two. He's six two one ninety nine. I mean, if not to be that guy. But um, OBJ. Yeah, that's that's where they're comparing him. Yeah, I mean they're they're discussing uh, that they're they're discussing if Chark is a better prospect out of out of college than OBJ is, and I don't think he is. But uh, I mean, he's got those comparable measurements. He's got those comparable numbers at the combine. I mean, it's it's hard not to compare them, especially since they both went to Lasso. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I think it'd be tough right now to compare anybody to Odell Beckham. I mean, you can compare numbers and playing style, right? But Odell's special for sure. Um, I've got to mention uh, Equanimius St. Brown, and I have nothing to say about him. I just want to say that name. You just really want to say his name. The dude's, I mean, he's fine. He's six four 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 eight. That's that's not bad. Yeah, two fourteen six four two fourteen with a four four eight and mm-hmm. twenty bench reps. He's got some power behind him. He he could be good, For sure. but I just like that name. Um, name of the draft? Name and that, I don't know. Byron Pringles up there. I like. I, I got. I got to pop him. Um, there's not a lot of people to really talk about in the wide receiver core. Not really. There's one guy that I wanted to mention. Um, Is it Dante Kane? No, it's Antonio Callaway from Florida. Um, he was, he's got a lot of off the field issues. He was suspended all of last year, uh, for off for some sort of off the field issues. I couldn't remember. can't remember if it was like, it was was either credit card fraud or marijuana possession. He's done both in his collegiate time because, you know, stay classy, Florida. Um, dude ran a four, four, one 40, uh, he's five, 10, a four, four, one 40, um, he's honestly pretty similar to Percy Harvin. Um, he's got some of that blazing speed. He's very elusive. I've watched some tape. I watched him kind of tear apart Iowa in the Outback Bowl a couple of years ago. It hurts. Um, and instead of getting migraines, he gives them to people. Yeah. With his yes. he, he gives a lot of people. Um, he took, he straight up said that he blames himself for, uh, Jim McAway getting, uh, fire oh, you mean from... the wide receiver coach for Michigan? Oh, yeah, he is the wide receiver coach for Michigan. I love it, especially by the fact that he was talking so much trash about Michigan before last season since they had their first oh, game so, against yeah, them. Since, yeah. And then now he's the wide receiver coach for Michigan. And then Harbaugh goes, you want a job? <laughs> yep. Sure. Like, sure, I guess. But if you if you can go back and watch the combine and all and watch his receiving drills, the dude's route running was some, like a masterpiece. Um, I mean, it was it was tight, it was fluid, it was ju- it was something really nice to watch. But the issue is, can he stay? He he's going to be another. Ty- he's going to be Tyree Hill. 
he's going to be a Tyreek Hill where he gets a... He drops a little bit because of his He drops into like the third or the fourth round. Someone takes a flyer on him and says, yeah, sure, why not? And if he keeps his nose clean, he's going to perform for them. If he doesn't, he's not. He's going to be out of the league in a year and a half. Yep. Uh, does anybody have anybody else to discuss in the... I mean, I, I thought Deion Kane had, had some pretty good drills. Um, yeah, he was a guy who actually did quite a big tumble um, compared to where most recent Clemson wide receivers have been rated. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's definitely not at the Mike Williams kind of level, um, for sure. Uh, he, he ran a four four three, um, which is probably his best stat uh, of the uh, six seven one in the three cone too. Um, but I mean, in the pass catching drills, he looked solid. I mean, he was catching the balls. I, I was impressed by what I saw, but he's another guy. The, the problem with the wide receivers is that there's nobody that stands out for me, and it's hard for me to really love any of them. Like, I'm having trouble yeah. just ranking any of these guys outside of, like, the top three. Um, and even then, I'm just, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it's just, it seems like a, a down year in general for the offensive side of the draft. I should say for the skill position side of the draft for the, for the offensive players. Uh, with that said, let's get excited about tight ends. Oh, I do loves me a tight end. Mm, yeah. I remember one day in, in school, I was, it was just after gym class, and the coach smacked me on the butt and said, great tight end, and I turned and said, we were playing basketball. <sighs> All right, where are we going now? Dark. Away from that joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were a couple... Godair didn't uh, didn't run or do anything really, but he, he didn't do anything. But he was because um, he was dealing with a hamstring injury from the Senior Bowl, yeah, um, which is kind of disappointing. I really wanted to see where he would measure up because he's the only tight end being talked about in the first round right now. Uh, he, yes, but he shouldn't be, um, and I will tell you why. <laughs> um, Mike Jacecki. Mike Jacecki. Yep. Um, another Mike Penn, Wazowski. Another Penn State homeboy. Uh, kind of stole the show for the tight ends. Uh, he's 6'4", 247. He ran a 4'5", 440. He did the three-cone drill in 6.76 seconds. Oh. And he did the 20-yard shuttle in 4.1. He had a vertical leap of 41 and a half inches. And he had a broad jump of 129 inches. Oh, yeah, and he benched, he benched it 22 times, too. The dude's a freak of nature. The Penn, Penn, all Penn State's football players should be on their track team. <laughs> Good God. Now, with that said, he played 45 games, only had 129 receptions for 1,481 yards. Um, 11 and a half yards per catch, but 15 touchdowns. Um, but if but you're a tight end, you play 45. not that much in college. That's true. Right. Um, Unless you're Jalen Samuels. Or the uh, kid from Oklahoma. Uh, Hayden Hurst? No. Um, no. Uh, uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, because he, he had like 850-some-odd receiving yards last he's, year. He's six foot five. He's just He's not even jumping. He's just leaning over, guys. Good God. Um, Mark Andrews had in 35 games had 112 receptions for 1,700 yards. 
22 of those receptions were touchdowns. He's also being talked about in the first round. That's the other guy yeah. that's being discussed. That's impressive, though. <laughs> that's that's monstrous. Six foot five. Um, woof. Um, yes, Jake please. Conklin's brother was there. Tyler Conklin. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, the Honestly, the tight ends ran a lot quicker than I thought all yeah, of them Nobody went to. sub five, which normally there's a tight end. There's there's at least one guy every year that, that goes sub five yeah. in the tight ends. Um, Jalen Samuels ran a 4-5-4, four, four, but he's kind of a – I don't even know that he's really a tight end. He's kind of – because well, he was with NC State – was he the guy that ran with the the running backs as well? No, that was a Western Michigan guy. Um, okay, I can look him up real quick. Um, Donnie Donnie Ernsberger was the tight end. Oh, Ernsberger was yeah. Ran with the running backs. Uh, Jalen Samuels should have. He's 5'11", 225 pounds, but he played tight end at NC State. Hmm. I mean, he's. Well, that's because they they had to find a way to get him on the field because Hines was their number one guy. I mean, he's at least three to four inches shorter than everyone else. He had over 200 receptions in his career. I mean, 50 games, but... He also had 181 rushing attempts for 1,100 yards and 28 TDs oh, in his career. Yeah, he's a running back. He He's absolutely a running back, fullback. He's he's a weapon. I don't think he's a fullback. No, he he is definitely not Samaji P. Ryan. No, he's, he's, he's got... He's, he's a little smaller than P. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Zach. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Jalen Samuels is absolutely a weapon. I don't know where exactly he fits into an offense, but he'll find a place somewhere. He's. I think that the Patriots could use him. I bet they could. I. I oh, go for you. Yeah. Oh, good for good you. Good for you. Guys, did I mention I went to the Super Bowl? Yes. All right, we'll talk about it later. Once or twice. What happened in that Super Bowl again? Uh, I enjoyed myself, even though the outcome wasn't what I wanted. Hey, <laughs> did, did you go on? I heard it was a $12 beer night. Um, I wish. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I saw Brett Favre, though. Uh, he walked past me. So did, so did uh, Jen. Oh, really? Because uh, he sent her a text. I see where this is going. Throwing picks and texting chicks. Um, so anything else on the tight ends? I mean, it's hard to talk about the tight ends at the Combine. Yeah, it's it's nice to see a tight end have a really good uh, pass catching drill because who really cares about their their 40 speed and their, and their numbers? Because I don't. I think the Giants cared about Evan Ingram's 4-4-3. That's true, but he also turned out to be a really good grab for him. Right. Um, oh my god! Um, the Penn State dude's numbers were all better than yeah. Jalen Samuels, who is five inches shorter than him and almost twenty-five pounds lighter. Jesus, good lord! Hey, they had the same forty. They did have the same. They had the same forty. <laughs> Woof! That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, other other standouts at the uh, combine? Maybe not in this. Maybe we should mention Orlando Brown stand, standing out, or no, sitting down. Um, 
not Shane, I'm pretty sure sitting down would have to involve him actually moving to go into the sitting position. So I, I went I went off on this a little bit uh, over text with these guys, but my biggest issue with Orlando Brown, you can you can have a bad combine, but coaches were saying he was lazy. And you come to this you come to the combine, you're invited to a combine, you're invited to be a football player. Yeah, your dad was one of the best offensive linemen in the in the world, uh, in the history of the NFL. That doesn't that doesn't mean that you deserve a spot there. And he just went in there and just it took it. It was a joke to him. He took it for granted. Yeah, he he didn't try. Oh, yeah. He didn't care. the The coaches were saying that he that he was just slacking off all week or the entire time and and just pretending like it wasn't a big deal. And you know what? I hope that he falls down to the fourth or fifth round from it. He's not oh, going to. He's going to be taken in the second. I think he'll round. fall farther. I think he'll fall farther than that. I mean, he was once projected as a first round pick. And he came in and he ran a record slowest time in the forty yard dash. And he had he was beat out by I think six or seven different running backs in the bench press and he only did fourteen. I, I realize what you're saying and I definitely agree, Shane, that it you know, it, it you don't really focus too much on those numbers. But just like what the coaches said is those numbers tell me that he is lazy. Those numbers don't tell me that he's not not athletic because he he is athletic. He was a four year start or he was a, what, a three or four year starter. I think he was a three year starter because I think he's a junior. Yeah, so he was a three year starter at Oklahoma, and he he got to the first round consideration for a reason. Yeah, I, I just I don't think he wants it. No, I I agree, and 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 I hope that he falls further than that. And it's not just those numbers are telling coaches that he's lazy. Apparently, the, his demeanor was telling coaches that he was lazy. The way he was acting. And it just it all annoys me, and I hope that he falls falls further than than what he's going to fall. But I I have a feeling uh, that someone's going to take a someone's going to say like, oh man, look at the tape, and, and they're going to take him in the second round, um, and that's and, what he's expecting. And drafted with the hundred ninety eighth pick, the New England Patriots select. Yeah, I I don't want him on my team. I just I it. it it just makes me mad that somebody somebody would take a chance of a lifetime for granted in this in this kind of fashion, and I, I just I'd rather have a kid that you know that comes from a smaller school and and has earned his spot and, and that kind of thing rather than a kid that was born with a silver spoon in his mouth and thinks that he just should be handed it. That's that's just me though. With that said, his game tape's fantastic. Well, I mean, going from someone born with a silver spoon in his hand to someone born with basically just one hand, I mean, you've got... I was wondering how you were going to say that. You've literally <laughs> got the complete polar opposites that were involved with this year's combine with Orlando Brown, and then you've got uh, Shaquem Griffin, who... Carl, I, I have to interrupt you. Yeah. That transition was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was super proud of that, actually. <laughs> um, but no, the dude. So his twin brother left you at uh, the University of Central Florida last year. He's now, I believe, he's now a starting cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks, or he became a Correct. starting cornerback because uh, of injuries. Yep. Um, Shaq Griffin. Um, but oh, and he played yeah. well. Yeah, and he did play well. Um, they ran the exact same forty, which um, Shaquem is a 
he's supposed to be a linebacker. Um, he ran. He's a, a hybrid. He's a Jabril Peppers. They're they're calling him a hybrid because they don't know where to play him because of how fast and how quick he is. They're talking about safety, but his natural position and what he played last year was a rushing outside linebacker. Which, if I see him yeah, on the outside, that's... I'm friggin' terrified because he will catch me no matter what. Yep. He ran a four three eight, and I mean his second one was a four five eight, but still a four four eight is still if you average it out, is still damn good. Um, oh, absolutely, especially for a linebacker. Right, and I mean he, he beat some. He, he beat a lot of corners in the forty. Beat a lot of everyone in the forty. Yeah, um, and then his bench press numbers. He benched twenty times with one. Well, with one hand, but um, he had the he has he had, prosthetic. He had the prosthetic. Yeah, he had the prosthetic. But yeah, still, but still, I the the dude who he was not even originally invited to the combine until after the Senior Bowl. Yep, he turned a lot of heads and. There's no one like I'm sure it was the worst thing for a lot you know some defensive coordinator was like no I was planning on like sneaking by and snagging him in like the third or the fourth round he might have bumped him up to he's a, I think I think he's, he's a second, second. yeah mean, he is he is this year's feel good story but I don't say that in a demeaning way at all because the dude can play yeah it, you know, he wasn't it wasn't like a pity invite or he's not being pitied because of this and that. He may get drafted in the second round yeah, based he, on his ability. I mean, I think he was like either last year or two years ago. He was the AAC um, defensive player of the year. Yeah, I like, mean, when you're a star defensive player on one of the best defensive in college football on a deep on a team in college football that you know was snubbed out of a of a you out of a uh, bowl bowl game. After I mean, after they beat Wisconsin, it proved that they were snubbed out of it. What, what are you talking about? They were the national champions this year. It's true. They were the national champions this they, year. They have a banner to prove it. Um, and he's the <laughs> he was the best player on that team. I mean, uh, it's yep. just he he earned his way. He earned his weight here. And my question is, they named she named both her kids Shaq. I know Shaquille. Were they called Quill and Keem? I mean, which did they? I I don't know. It's did she call one Kazam and the other one Steel? <laughs> like what? It was, you know, it was a choice. She made a choice. That's my one question. With that said, I think he's a second round pick. Uh, I think he might be taken at the tail end of the second round, but I think he's a second round pick. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's going to be a great plug-and-play player for yeah. any defense in the NFL. I think you can move him around the field, and that makes him really dangerous because you can have him sitting back in that in that uh, edge spot, and then just suddenly switch him back into in, into and uh, throw him in the nickel. Yeah, and sudden and teams aren't going to expect it. So, uh, anybody else from the combine that that's worth a mention? I mean, we hit on the worst player. We hit on the biggest bust and the biggest hit. Outside of the uh, skill positions, um, any punters worth? I mean, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the uh, corners yesterday. Um, I saw a little bit of, of reports from him. Uh, Minka did well. Minka did well. Josh Jackson didn't run as quite as fast as people wanted him yeah. to. But um, uh, Bradley Chubb kind of oh yeah solidified his top 
top tier status, and he should be a top five pick. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he'll be a top five pick if he falls to five. Uh, the is it the Giants in the five? No, no. Giants, are Giants three. have. Yep. Giants have three. Um, it's not the Niners at five, is it? No, no. No, Niners have won the coin toss though, That's which we nine. forgot to mention. They have the ninth overall pick. Colts. No, Colts are. Uh, Colts are three. Who is a five? (laughs) Looking this up, NFL draft order. Uh, I'm also going to bring up the offensive lineman that that worked his... He was already a a number one, uh, a first-round pick. Um, Worked his butt off to prove himself as the number one of the Broncos. The Broncos are number five. Um, uh, They don't necessarily need need a... A rushing linebacker, Chubb, though, but Chubb's not getting past if, three with the Colts. Yeah, I think the Colts have to take him. Um, but uh, oh, I'm blinking on the offensive lineman's name now. Uh, I watched him. Do Are you talking game. about Quentin Nelson? No, I'm not. Although he had a good combine as well. Uh, no, he's offensive guard. I'm thinking offensive tackle. Um, Connor Williams. Yes, Connor Williams. I think Connor Williams uh, from Texas had a really good combine. Um, I watched a couple drills with him in it, and you could tell that the coaches really liked having him there. Um, he was somebody that technically should have been at the end of the line for most drills, and they kept bringing him up to uh, for to use him as an example and and to use people how to uh, show people how to do things. Um, and I think that that shows you something about uh, a player as well. If you oh for sure. Um, so I think he had a really good combine, and I think he might have cemented himself as a first-round pick, as a as po- as possibly the first tackle off the board. Um, uh, yeah, I think he'll be the first tackle, not first I, offensive I, lineman. I think I think that that uh, uh, Quentin Nelson is is probably the first offensive lineman, but I think he'll be the first tackle. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and then uh, another guy I just want to mention was Marcus Davenport from University of Texas San Antonio. What's uh? Uh, the dude put on a freaking clinic. Like the dude ran out of the building, um, with some of his combine numbers. He, I mean, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, no one really expected a dude from Utsa you know, to come in, but um, he's six five and three quarters. He's six five and three quarters. He ran the forty yard dash in four point five eight seconds and had a broad jump of ten feet and four inches. Um, had 22 reps and had a vertical jump of 33.5. Dudes, as a freshman, wow. as a freshman, he was 198 pounds, and then uh, he, last year he was the Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year at 264 at the combine. Holy hell! Wow, almost an 81 inch wingspan. Oh, wow! These kids. Got the. Uh, he's he's gonna be a sweet defensive lineman. He's gonna be a sweet pass yeah. rusher, pass was, rushing defensive tackle. I was just about to say he were, his numbers remind me of Clowney, and that's who they're comparing him in this. Um, oh, we did we did forget to mention too, um, Shane, your Michigan defensive tackle. Oh, Hurst and his heart condition. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got a he's got a heart condition. Um, they're Which, saying it's similar to Nick Fairley's right now, but they're still doing more tests and evaluations. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, first round, first round pick, uh, pretty much a guaranteed first round pick, going into the combine, finding out you have a heart condition is. I I wish him the best. I hope that it's not as serious as 
as it possibly is. He didn't do any drills because they figured it out at the beginning, which is good. Um, and he's going to get treatment right away. Um, this doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be a first round pick. Um, if it's not as not that serious, because Star Luatui a couple years ago had a heart condition that they found at the combine, and same kind of thing. They they went through the test and and got him the help he needed, and found out that he was going to be able to play. So I hope that's the same way. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think it was discovered until later because Fairley didn't miss any time until recently. No, Fairley. No, 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 Fairley. Uh, yeah, he had a recent heart condition. Star Luatui is the one that they found out at the carbine combine. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you had said Fairley. Uh, no, because Star Luatui they found out at the combine, and then they they did a lot more tests and figured out exactly what it is and how to help him, and and he ended up being the number eleven pick in the draft. I want to say. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's eleven, twelve, somewhere on there. Yeah. Because, I mean, Hurst was pretty much guaranteed uh, being the 20s. I mean, I saw him as high as 12, but... I wouldn't mind if yeah. until the 30. Yeah. Wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind to see him at 31. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so that's, that's you know, always terrible news. Uh, doesn't matter where, where a guy's from or, or, you know, anything like that. You hate to hear something like that, but hopefully it's all good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's, he's it's not as serious as as it could be. All right, well that kind of does it for the combine. Yeah, little bit of a long episode today, but I mean we we're going over everybody in the combine. Um, you know I had to take us on some tangents every now and then because that's what I do. Um, gosh, what else is there to do? Oh, that's right. Oh man, you know you're really far away, but I can tell you're sitting in the corner right now, Zach. So it's That's time. Really creepy. So it's Please time. Please use for, your phrasing differently. It's time for. Uh. Preparing some trivia. Look at him, write it down. He's gonna take us to the town. Zach's trivia corner. Uh, are we good? Yeah, we yeah, made we're it. Good, yeah, we got there. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so the first question here is: How many receivers that have made it to a Pro Bowl team have run a 4-4-40 or faster in the last 10 years. In the last 10 years, 4-4. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say one. Actually, the answer is three. Three. If we combine we have, no. <laughs> with all we have combined. We have Calvin Johnson with a 4-4 flat. We have Deshaun Jackson with a 4-3-5. And can you guess who the last one is? Um, I'm gonna guess that it is a kick returner. Yeah, last ten years. Did Darius Hayward Bay make it in the last ten years for a kick return? Uh, yeah, but not as a Pro Bowler though. Mm. All right, I'll give it to you. Nope, it's Mike Wallace. Oh, huh. He ran a four three three. He made it to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I guess he had the oh, one year. Yeah, I suppose with uh, with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yep. All right. The, Deshaun now, Jackson was the one I knew for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the other ones. For sure. Uh, how many wide receivers who ran a 4-6 flat or slower have made it to the Pro Bowl in the last, we're going to go 20 years on this one, just because one of them is a little bit older. Okay, Antonio wait, Brown. Wait, so how four six or faster? No, or slower. slower. Antonio Brown. Four six or slower. Yep. Ooh, to make it to the Pro Bowl, um, did Mike Williams make it after he had a bunch of down years? Um, nope. <laughs> he uh, ran like a four eight, didn't he? <laughs> and then he got drafted tenth overall. Uh, no, I think that was Maurice Claret. Maurice huh. Claret. Um, gosh, uh, I, is the number three? No. Is it five? It's in between those two numbers. Oh, is it four? four? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Antonio Brown. Who? Um. Oh, actually, you know what? Antonio Brown would be five. So it, it's five. Yes, nailed it. Um. um Wow, this is hard to guess who who might have ran that slow because they probably don't play that slow. Um, right. Well, it's not Julio. <laughs> Gosh, ran slower than a four six. I'm just I'm drawing a blank. All right, you want me to see the names? Uh, give us a team. Uh, first team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jimmy no. Smith? Who? Jimmy Smith? No. No, that would have been no. longer than that 10 was, years. Oh, that was like 20 years ago. Uh, Alan Robinson? Yep. Really? He ran four sub 4-6. Four, huh. He ran a 4-6 flat. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, just give us Victor Cruz. <laughs> nope. Uh, next team is the – he actually played for the Broncos and the 49ers as well as some other teams that I can't remember right now. Marquise Goodwin? No. Ed McCaffrey? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon LaFell. No. Um, I don't know who. Who? 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 Twice now. Like you're uh, breaking up. You're breaking up. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay, Brandon Lloyd. Oh, oh. play for the Patriots. <laughs> he played for everybody else. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. He had a good year for the Patriots. <laughs> okay. There's um, one more, and then the next. Two more. Uh, next one. I'm just going to give you the guy. I'm going to give you the guy. It's Anquan Bolden, who ran a four seven two. Oh, oh yeah, sense. I should have got that yeah. one. And then the last one here is uh, everyone's favorite new. Let's call him possession receiver. Played with a uh, played with played with a guy at LSU. Is that Beckham Jr.? Oh, Jarvis Landry. Yep. Really? He ran sub yeah. four six. No, this is four six or over. He ran over four six. That's what I meant. Over four six. I've had three. Yeah, four he ran. Years. A, We're good. He ran a four seven seven. Wow. wow. Woof. That's unexpected. Yep. 
Yeah, so a guy that ran a four seven seven has four hundred catches through his first four years in his career. Is that good? I think I think that's okay. I think that's, he's done okay. It seems all right. Seems like he might have been one of the quickest to ever get there. Not in the combine. No. Not no. All right. All right. Yeah, we got any more? Nope. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, well hour, four, um, hour forty-five. Let's let's, uh, let's let's see. Um, is there anything we can do to stretch this out another fifteen minutes and get to two? Let's not. Okay. Let's not. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, so next time we talk to you, we will, uh, I don't know, we'll make a decision sometime, sometime in the near future to figure out what we're going to say. Uh, maybe we'll have Chris I think around. we could cover, I think we'll have to cover free agency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause that's opening up tomorrow. No. Uh, next week. Next, week. next week. Uh, the legal tampering period, you know, the oxymoron that is legal tampering. Legal tampering. That um, starts, starts tomorrow. Okay. Um, so yeah, so next week, next time you, you hear from us, we'll be discussing Kirk Cousins going to, uh, to whichever, Cleveland Browns. whichever purple team that he ends up signing with, uh, God, I hope it's Cleveland Patriots signing, whichever four free agents you forgot about. And, uh, I kind of hope it's Cleveland. I would love to say even as Cleveland. a Vikings fan, I kind of hope it's Cleveland. I highly doubt that at this point, but, uh, but that'd be nice. What's it would be nice for everyone. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Um, until then, uh, we've finished all the Gatorade. We've we've downed the Advil, and uh, that's the end of your fancy hangover. All right, have a good night, everybody. Deuces.